today on the Tearsheet Podcast. We made an announcement, um, I think in January, that was just after actually five months of being in market. And again, people didn't really know us um, all that much, like widely in the US. Some people that are interested in the space and follow us from Europe obviously do, um, or that have friends over in the EU that use us. Uh, but we managed to actually um, uh, get to a quarter million signups in just uh, literally five months. So growth is going quite well, uh, but we're also um, still improving on our product. Welcome to the Tearsheet Podcast. I'm Zach Miller. N26 was the first foreign challenger bank to launch in the US. When you speak with CEO Nick Kopp, you know it was no simple feat. Now five months in the market, Kopp joins us on the podcast to discuss the launch process and what it takes to bring a challenger bank online. We discuss who's using N26 in the US and what they're using it for. We talk about user acquisition and how the company was able to get its first 250,000 users. Nick Kopp is my guest today on the Tearsheet Podcast. I wanted to tell you about Tearsheet's newest online conference, Day to Day 2020. Entire financial ecosystems are emerging around financial institutions and large fintech companies with data at its core. We're spending three days hearing from top executives at firms like Fiserv, MX, Wells Fargo, Investnet Yodley, Plaid, and more about how they are best leveraging customer data to help deliver better products and services. Day to Day 2020 is all about data sharing, data aggregation, and personalization. It's about the future of finance. For more information, click on the Day to Day Conference button at the top of our website, Tearsheet.co. Hi, uh, good to be on the show. Um, uh, I'm Nick Kopp, the US CEO of N26. N26 is a challenger bank uh, headquartered out of Berlin, Germany. Um, uh, we're live in 24 European markets and have just launched last summer, also here in the United States. Uh, we are a app that's basically fast, free. Um, and, and has a few really neat features um, uh, to use. Uh, we help with, with your mobile banking affairs and, and finances in more general. So I think, Nick, the last time we spoke live, um, you hadn't fully launched in the U.S. And so, you know, I, I'm really happy to talk to you today and get caught up on what N26 is doing in the market. Um, you just had an extension of the last funding round as well. Uh, can we start with that? Yeah, no, happy to share a little bit. I think we announced, I don't know, that's maybe two, two or three weeks ago, uh, we announced an extension of our Series D. Um, uh, um, uh, the round was led by existing investors um, and it will um, it'll help us further build products um, and, 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 and expand into markets where we're currently in um, and potentially new ones um, where we, um, where we are um, having i think in general with 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 a general economic crisis and covid going on i think there's a lot of hardship uh, out there um, um and some industries are, are really um are taking a hit um uh, mobile banking thankfully is is not one of these i think we're actually to quite the opposite um we, we see some positive um uh, developments where the acceleration of the trend i the trend from you do your uh, banking first in store or in branches and you go uh, online and then now we're sort of in that mobile world. I think that trend uh, that is underway is really accelerating in, in a time where you can't physically go out and actually visit a branch. So the $100 million uh, that we raised uh, will, will help further build out uh, N26, its product offerings, and, and, and bring more new good things uh, to our customers. So is, are there any data points you can point to um, you know, during this crisis? Like is usage up, downloads up? Like it sounds like obviously people can't go to branch are looking for alternatives. Um, and from some of the data in the aggregate that I've seen, you know, it has benefited the, the, the mobile banks, but are there any things you can share even, even qualitatively with the, with the audience? 
yeah, I'm happy to share um, some thoughts um, on, um, I think uh, more generally, it, it is that, that trend that I've been describing that is, that is really accelerating. You see that, for example, in, in, um, in our age groups where uh, it, it's not surprising for you probably as actually that in your own behavior, uh, you do potentially a lot of more of the shopping that you would normally do, you now do online um, uh, through e-commerce stores or you order your groceries online and so forth. Um, and we see a general shift to more um, e-commerce spending um, uh, at N26. Um, but also what you see actually for customers that are a little bit uh, older, I, for example, 65 and above, you see also a very dramatic shift. Um, so uh, that, that sort of reinforces that some age groups that maybe have traditionally engaged less with, with, with uh, e-commerce um, are using really their N26 card. Um, uh, to do some spending in, in these areas. So that's, that's one, one, one area. Uh, you definitely see um, some of the signups uh, trend more strongly uh, and due to uh, COVID, just as I mentioned before, people can physically not go into branches uh, to open accounts. Uh, so that's definitely uh, interesting to see. And also lastly, um, cash and the usage of cash is, some argue will, cash will disappear over the next five to 10 years uh, in general. Um, uh, uh, but uh, that current uh, situation with COVID um, has, has definitely also shown an increase in contactless payments, uh, either um, just with the card, I tap and go, or even through wallets like Apple or Google Pay, um, where you see very strong uh, usage uh, during this uh, current um, environment, because as you can imagine, again, you don't want to necessarily touch cash or basically uh, interact uh, too closely with even the machines where you type in your pin code and so forth. So these are sort of the three areas um, where we definitely see meaningful change uh, over the last couple of weeks in a pretty rapid fashion. So can we can we um, take a step back and maybe go through like sort of at a high level the the timeline of, of N26's launch in the U.S. Um, I know you had set up shop and you know ended up launching with a partner. Can you just kind of take us through sort of um, what that looked like? Yeah, I'm happy to. So we launched, um, I'm just thinking of the exact date. I think we launched our beta here in the US uh, on 11th of July last mm -hmm. year, um, which meant I, we had a wait list at that time, roughly 100,000 people. Uh, we onboarded that wait list onto our platform um, and, and, and gave folks a few weeks to settle in and, and, and use, use and test our product. Um, and then we opened more widely um, in our public launch uh, on 22nd of August, where we also added one or two more features. So that was uh, roughly uh, the timeline last year. Uh, we were also proud that we were the first European challenger bank um, uh, mm -hmm. to, to actually have launched in the US um, at that time um, and have since then been um, doing a lot of work with the team here to, to better serve our customers. I, I can talk a little bit uh, about what features we launched and so forth in a bit, but that's sort of the, the rough timeline as to when we launched um, and, and have since then uh, grown quite quickly. Um, we made an announcement um, I think in January, that was just after actually five months uh, of being in market. And again, people didn't really know us um, all that much, like widely in the US. So some people that are interested in the space and follow us from Europe obviously do, um, uh, or that have friends over in the EU that use us. Uh, but we managed to actually um, uh, uh, get to a quarter million signups in just uh, literally five months. So growth is going quite well. Uh, but we're also um, still improving on our product um, and for the early adopters out there that may be listening even um, you will have seen um, that we added a lot of new features uh, over the last uh, couple of months and I'm really proud of the team actually I think almost every two to three weeks we're 
or uh, releasing new features, improving the product. So what have we done? We've made it a lot easier to fund the account, um, uh, where you can now, uh, through poll within the N26 app, can actually fund your app. Um, uh, you, we, can, we also um, added that functionality where you can use cards, i.e. debit card, for example, um, to, to top up your N26 account. Um, which is, I think is a, is a very important first step. I need to get money into the account easily. Um, and then we added free ATM withdrawals um, uh, and a map to spot certain ATMs um, uh, uh, within the N26 app. Uh, we, uh, what else did we add? We added Apple Pay. Um, uh, we, we are in, in, in the process of, of also looking at how to um, put out um, uh, Google Pay functionality for our customers and um, so forth. So there's a little bit of a, laundry list of things uh, but uh, literally just within a couple of months uh, we've managed to add a lot of new features that made it make it easier uh, and even more seamless uh, to use the n26 account here in the us awesome and, and i know that you were instrumental in opening up a lot of the early markets uh, for, for n26 how was opening up the us different i guess from some of your other experiences yeah uh, good question um so i think first of all we need to put into context the regulatory framework um in the US, uh, we're partnering here with Access Bank um, um, uh, and, and our accounts are FDIC insured, but we, we partner uh, with, with Access Bank and, 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 the, 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 and, and they sponsor our program is, is the right technical term. Mm -hmm. um, in the Europe, when we launched into new markets, um, we were first initially only in Germany and Austria, actually only in German language when we started out. Um, when we then started internationalizing the product that had a huge draw um, in, in Germany um, to markets like France, Italy, Spain, and so forth, we obviously first had to translate the product uh, into, into, into another um, uh, language. Um, and also, um, uh, the, the good thing about Europe is you can actually passport your banking license into these markets. So what does right. that mean? If you launch in France, you actually can use your um, German banking license, uh, which we have from Bafin, and passport that license into the French market, which just from a regulatory side is a little bit easier to expand into new markets. So it's more of a translation thing. You need to adapt certain local features uh, versus here in the US, it was a more of a fundamental lift because the regulatory uh, framework, um, as well as some of the payment schemes are different to what we use in Europe. That makes a lot of sense. And, and so you talked in five months, you got to, you know, a quarter million users, um, lots of new features launched. Well, how did you get, how did you get those users? I know that um, when we first spoke, you said N26 kind of relied a lot on word of mouth and, and sort of viral um, sharing of, of the app. Um, was that the same? Was that also the case in the U.S.? Yeah, um, for sure. I think... Um, so word of mouth, the more viral, organic um, a part of, 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 of our growth is, is fundamentally important. I think you can only grow um, a successful brand if, if you have that part of, of, of growth be really healthy and strong. Um, so I think uh, th there are some people um, uh, that know us from Europe um, that, that helped us with the early buzz uh, here in the United States. And you also have some people just online that uh, leave good reviews um, uh, on, on, on our product. Um, and, and that way sort of the, the, the fire spreads a little bit on, on N26 and that we're actually in market. Having said that, um, I think we still have a long way to go in terms of adoption and brand awareness um, uh, of, of N26 and our product here in the US. So I think uh, we, have, we have a long way ahead of us still. Um, and, and we are targeted uh, in a targeted fashion also using a more paid channels. So for example, um, uh, we, we, used, um, we did an out of home campaign, campaign when we launched 
um, I think that was sort of in fall 2019, fall last, uh, last yeah, year. I remember covering the company that. hour launch uh, yeah. in, in New York, uh, which, which just helps with that awareness and bringing that brand to life uh, versus just seeing it through your friends or, or, or online somewhere. So we do aid um, uh, some of our organic growth uh, with, with, with these type of um, uh, campaigns. Obviously now during COVID, a little bit less relevant because people are not out currently. Um, and then also we use some of the more traditional marketing channels like Google um, or, or Facebook um, to, to, to further supplement some of the growth that we have. So we have a multi-pronged strategy, but I think the organic piece is really the most important one because if that's healthy, if people come natural to your side, friends talk about it and, and you hear about it through your network. And that's when, when I think growth is, is really healthy and strong. Absolutely. And, and, and what would you say the brand represents in the U.S. market? What are like the, band, the brand's major attributes? Yeah, uh, we're actually debating that a little bit internally. Um, I'm sure it uh, evolves over time too, right? Exactly. And, yeah. and we also wanted like at N26, we're building really one global product. We're building mm-hmm. one global company. Like how can you transform or transmit some of your brand values globally um, while so keeping the global consistency while keeping some of the nuances um, here also locally so that's mm-hmm. a lot of uh, debate going on there uh, but at the end of the day um, um, I think one fundamental pillar of our brand is, is a beautifully simple product mm-hmm. um, again I refer it back to the product because I think product and brand are highly intertwined but like beautifully simple is, is something that, that that really sticks with me and that I want to emphasize at a global level, but also here in the U.S. Because uh, we, I, I think, a beautiful and easy to use product is really the the the, the, the most important essence actually of, of 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 a lot of the adoption that then consumers will have. Obviously, the price and the offering needs to be right, but that like almost intangible piece is, is hugely important in today's world. So I think that's that's definitely one um, secure. Uh, is, is, is another uh, big attribute um, uh, that we want to um, focus on because I think it, especially in today's world where there's a lot of uncertainty um, in today's world where you also hear a lot about, I don't know, data theft um, or, or other like online scans um, um, as, as, as well. I think it's very important to sort of have a, a, a secure product. Again, I'm linking back to the product because brand and product are highly intertwined, mm-hmm. but also like um, um, make sure you, you emphasize that security uh, with some of the features that we have as, as people really need to like, it is really important for people to feel that their money is safe and also the product that they use um, is facilitating that, especially, and I want to add that, especially at this sort of intersection where we play, where you put together technology that makes some people uncomfortable, like, mm. because they don't fully understand it. They don't know, again, they don't know where the data is going, et cetera, but also finance, which is another sort of part of a lot of people's lives where they, especially here in the US, um, um, uh, people may, may, uh, may uh, live more paycheck to paycheck or, or have more fundamental struggles with less of a social system to fall back on than in other countries uh, throughout the world. So that intersection between tech and finance, I think is very important. Um, um, and if you play at that intersection uh, to portray security. Um, and then um, uh, I think the last bit uh, that I, I really want us um, uh, to portray also um, uh, through our brand, but frankly, again, through our product, is having the best product also on a functional level. Like it's fast, it's 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 free of charge or or or, or minimal cost involved, um, uh, and and really that sort of functional element where people want to just get something of that gives them something good that provides some tangible rational value. I think is also very important to embody. So these are sort of the three areas. Um, 
uh, that I think uh, um, uh, will, will lead N26 to success. A beautifully simple product, um, a secure and safe product, and one that provides tangible functional benefits. Well put. Um, do you have a feeling like we've seen sort of an evolution, it looks like in your business and, and some of your competitors that, you know, um, I guess a lot of the early adopters were, were you know, taking out a secondary sort of um, account and, and there's this sort of evolution to get them to use this as their primary account, uh, a digital bank as their primary account. Do you have a feeling, I guess, in the U.S., um, what, what the, are the customers using this? Is, are you seeing something similar? Are you seeing something different? What, how, are they, how are they using the account? Um, is, is there, even with the little data that you have, is there sort of an evolution in their behavior as well? Yes, I, I think um, sort of the area that you touch on around um, uh, the evolution of, you know, product adoption, like how do people hear about you, then how do they first engage with you, how do they stay and so forth, um, is, is a really important question, I think, frankly, for any consumer startup that is pr trying to build a good business um, and, and, and make customers happy. Um, I think in our case, um, the, the, the question between secondary and primary accounts in, in, in the mobile banking space is, is a very relevant one, I, I agree. Um, uh, for us, um, what we see, I think in Europe, we definitely had that sort of um, transition through um, first accounts um, uh, that it, people may have used for travels or travel sake because we have good foreign exchange mm -hmm. uh, offerings and so forth um, into sort of a transition where people then go with us to Thailand with the card and realize, oh, hey, this is actually a really cool product. It works really nicely. It can do everything that my normal bank can do too. Like, why shouldn't I just stick with it when I return from my beach vacation? Um, so I think that's, that, that's definitely something that, that we saw in, in Europe, for example, with some of the primary um, expat cases that we had in the very early days, a couple of years ago, where people then migrate into the more, um, you know, day-to-day, -day, your paycheck comes in, all your key bills go out of the account um, behavior. You have that similar um, um, uh, trends also here in the U.S. from what I can see. What I see, though, here in the U.S., um, uh, uh, which is actually quite, um, uh, is a positive surprise for me coming in. I had more, um, I thought it was going to be um, a longer journey until we got there. We have a lot of use cases already now where people, where you see people depositing their paychecks into N26 accounts um, and use us as, 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 as arguably their primary account. Um, if, if you link it to the paycheck. Um, that's the, the main metric, account. right? Getting to the paycheck. Exactly. That's one mm -hmm. of the key metrics. And then the secondary metric will be also where do your bills get paid out from? Like mm. That way you, you, you create really that primary account where the money comes in and the money goes out on a sort of regular basis. Um, and on the money go comes inside, we definitely see, especially actually during COVID, uh, where people may struggle to open other bank accounts, um, we see a strong um, direct deposit um, uh, behavior, which is quite encouraging so far in the US. But I, 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 I wanna wait it out a little more and how, how the data sort of progresses from here. But so far I'm actually quite optimistic um, and it's going faster than I thought. Great. And the remaining time that we have, um, I'm curious, uh, you know, can you give us a little view on where N26 is headed in the, in the U.S., whether it's new products or expansion? Um, can you give us a little flavor for that? Yeah, happy to share, um, share out a little bit. Um, so uh, I can't unfortunately disclose all the details on, on the exact upcoming feature releases, but uh, the one thing that I can say is it'll be a regular regular pipeline of, of feature releases. Uh, there's a few more things coming up actually this week and next week that we're about uh, to announce uh, smaller features, uh, which are exciting. Um, um, uh, and then uh, the next bigger release, I think that you'll see from us is sometime mid-summer, 
around the July uh, timeframe where we want to release one one bigger feature for our customers that I think will provide a lot of value and excitement uh, for them, uh, which which uh, we can then maybe talk a little bit uh, about closer to time or once it's released. Um, so th there's definitely a lot in the pipeline, smaller incremental um, releases, but also bigger ones, uh, for example, for the one in July. Um, and, and and frankly, the team is, is continuously uh, delivering on on, on on, on, the, on on exactly these type of features. So I think uh, often there is a misconception that startups or, or, or like good products are built out of one brilliant idea. And then basically there's a huge step change um, and, then, um, and then the innovation quote unquote is done. Um, uh, I actually think I'm a believer in some of the opposite actually, where I think the con constant incremental improvement to your product, listening to your customers, get that critical feedback. Like don't hide, like get that critical feedback. Um, improve your product, uh, add features, add new ideas from there, and like really bit by bit, like step by step, build that product out into something that's stellar and polished um, is, is, is the way to go. And I think you can uh, continue and expect uh, good feature releases, continuous releases from us over the coming weeks and months uh, as we grow our customer base um, and, and, and as we get more feedback on, on, on what to build and how to adapt. So from that perspective, uh, stay tuned. There's a lot more in the pipeline. Um, and, and with the next bigger release coming out in July. Well, thanks, Nick. Uh, thanks for sharing, you know, the history up to now and, and a little bit into the future. I appreciate you joining us on the Tearsheet Podcast today. Thank you, Zach. Thanks for having me.